Hello, Slate Plus. Hello, It's so nice to hear from you, Slate Plus. Uh, for our Slate Plus segment today, we're going to do the Q&A here at our live show in Denver. So let's go over here for our first question. Hi. You've already mentioned the uh, goings-on in our neighboring state of Kansas, also known as Brownbackistan. And um, I was really curious uh, what you guys would have to say about given the discussion about partisan perception of policy effects and everything that's been going on, that you finally had a legislature that just said enough and the things that have been going on in Kansas lately. I would caution against reading too much into it. I don't think that Kansas is now a blue state. I think it is just, you know, there was a... I, well, the, the, ideology, the ideology that Brownback pursued has been showed to be bankrupt and, and a failure and and state legislators facing an actual dire emergency in their state have acted to try to redress it. So I think that's a, it's a great sign. I don't know that, that it signals too much about how the rest of the country is going to behave. But we should be really thankful for the Kansas experiment, not that it will um, dissuade anybody who believes that cutting taxes um, produces magical, you know, explosive economic growth, but it's, you know, the, it's just such a perfect case study. Let's go to the top balcony right over there, bearded guy. <laughs> Hello. Uh, thanks for coming to Denver. Um, whenever people speak hopefully about impeachment, I imagine a world where uh, Vice President Pence becomes President Pence, and my, my, I, I become upset, and I imagine a Handmaid's Tale type scenario. Um, do, so, Going to that show, which I know has been covered fully in the Culture Gap Fest, but you guys haven't said as much as I'd like to hear about it. Uh, should I fear that this is a thing that could happen to us? And if yes, what makes us vulnerable? And if no, what is protecting us? So, okay, this is a vulnerability for me. I keep watching that show and feeling like I'm being unduly affected by it. I that haven't, I haven't, like, that's the one thing I haven't sunk to yet, well, but I'm getting close. It will, yeah, it definitely will feed your anxiety levels. Um, so, no, I don't think that the Republic of Gilead is, like, the next step for the United States of America, though there are moments in that show of incremental steps that I also find chilling. Uh, look, the, the most important thing we have going for us is the next free and fair election. And as long as we keep doing that and having peaceful transitions of power, then President Pence will rise and fall if, if there was to be a President Pence on his record and his policies. I do think that if you are a Democrat, you might be... Uh, you know, kind of wondering about the timing of all of this and whether uh, Trump presidency continuing longer for one's partisan reasons might be uh, a kind of better situation for 2018 or 2020. But I don't think that President Pence, if that were to happen, stands for like the loss of all freedoms, um, though I don't want to be in <laughs> the, the, the um, contraception mandate falling apart, as we were just talking about, um, is, you know, a tiny way in which the religious right already has a lot of power in this administration. All right. Uh, right here. Uh, this is a question just for Emily. Sorry, David and Ruth. Um, uh -oh, so I better be able to answer it. Last time I saw you was I, like three or four years ago when you were doing your book tour. And I asked a question at the time as a middle school teacher uh, regarding bullying in the classroom. And now I'm still a middle school teacher, but the atmosphere is totally different. So I was wondering if you would be 
revisiting your thesis at any point or re-exploring how 2016 has impacted what you experienced in your research at that time? Yeah, so, you know, I don't think we yet, where there isn't very good research generally about how what kids see on TV or our political atmosphere and culture affects how they behave. And yet, we have had this documented rise in hate crimes that the Southern Poverty Law Center has been tracking. And when you just think about the lessons that kids have to be absorbing from the conduct of a president who, you know, does not seem to really have random acts of kindness, to use the governor's phrase, as his chief priority, I do think it is sending kids a message that there is a wide range of bullying behavior that is more acceptable than their parents probably want them to think, and that is rewarded. It's hard to imagine that having zero consequences for kids growing up. On the other hand, sometimes kids obviously respond to things not by following them, but by rejecting them. So I think it will be really interesting to see what this generation of kids who kind of grow up on President Trump and don't necessarily, depending on how long it lasts, they, a lot of them are going to feel like that's what they remember in their formative years. You know, that, that we'll, we'll see what that means. So we're just going to do one more question, which is right there. So thank you guys for coming to Colorado. Um, so my husband and I lived in Venezuela for a couple of years. So in this moment where this country in a matter of decades has gone from like the model of democracy in Latin America to people starving um, because they can't, they don't have access to basic foods. Um, I'm just curious what you guys think. What is the role of the United States in um, dealing with these very basic human rights issues that are so close to home? We're very personally connected, but what's, um, where should we stand as a country? That's a, it's a great that's question. a great question. You know, I f this is not what's happening right now, but I feel like if we were being rational and really thinking about not just our role in the world, but maximizing good for the most, we would just be giving so much more foreign aid than we actually do, like that it would be an exponential increase. But, and, and but because Emily, it's giving foreign aid to Venezuela would be a bad idea. Right. I mean, where would you give it? It's a government, it's a totally corrupt, the, 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 the crime that's being committed in Venezuela by the, the United States, well, is that Goldman Sachs just... Yeah. put up $800 million to float their bonds, to, which allows them to make a bunch of payments and sort of get right, past and things. Right, and to continue. And to, to prop up a completely corrupt, terrible government. Right, so that, it's true. The, so you have the, to be sophisticated in your intervention. Yeah. And I don't, think, I don't think the U.S. giving a bunch of food aid to Venezuela, which that is certainly no long-term solution to what's going on there, I wouldn't say. And by the way, the foreign aid is 1% of the budget, despite everybody's convictions that it's some massive right. amount. Right. I would like it to be that massive amount, we imagine. Okay. So I will revise that to say that whatever we do with our my proposed multiple increase should be more sophisticated than um, food, if that isn't a long-term solution. But surely we could at least try to. And I, maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm and skeptical. I mean, I certainly think there should be huge coercive political pressure on the government of Venezuela and, you know, putting pressure on the, their neighbors well, Goldman and, Sachs is an American and putting company. pressure on Goldman Maybe Sachs. But I don't right. think, but I think one of the things, I'm not sure there's evidence that sort of emergency aid to countries where the government is starving the people. And there's no reason why Venezuelans should be starving. It's not a, it's a country that has a, would have a perfectly functional economy. If and was, very oil rich, right? Like, very oil rich if they yeah. just, if it just stopped being run by thugs. 
it, mm -hmm. it, it would work. And so I don't think giving them sort of saying, oh, we're going to feed your people because you, you don't mind. That, that could actually prop okay. up the government. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Um, goodbye, Slate Plus.